Welcome, welcome, welcome to Healing with Joyce the Sunbeam. And it is I, Joyce. I know it's been forever. I've been taking a creative break. So much of life has happened and there's so much to catch up on. I miss you guys and we will be chatting today, Sunbeam Talk. So grab your pillow, grab your tea, grab whatever makes you comfy and let's talk. And I have a special guest today. Ellie, the sunbeam, my best friend, my forever, my platonic soulmate, <laughs> my spicy Libra, my crazy other half. Say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be a mess, guys, but <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. Not the coffee. I'm so sorry. Do we need water on deck? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Did you drink all your water? Uh-huh. You want some bread? It's the it's the Takis, guys. It's my half Guatemala inside. I can't handle the heat. I have, I have water in my back. Okay. All right. So for those of you who want to see the vibe, we are sitting in the car doing this podcast instead of in front of a, excuse me, a public library. And it is a nice, gloomy ambiance. It is beautiful within the gray textures. It's giving go back to bed and watch Gilmore Girls vibes. So, while being in a girl girl's vibe in and in of itself i know exactly this is when we need our dean or our jess Maybe sprinkle sprinkle a little luke in there we actually did see a jess once remember i do at costco yes he literally looked like jess but and better. he was reading a book and he oh! was reading a book oh my god there is something attractive <clears throat> about a person reading a book like wow well, not, mm. in front of costco <laughs> <laughs> also it's something about a man reading a book not that it's not sexy when a woman reads a book but there's something about a man reading a book because they usually don't and if you can get if you can get <laughs> one that looks like jess and is reading like this little book not even like a fiction novel <laughs> mm-hmm. and he had that mischievous grin or smile mm-hmm. yeah because i was definitely trying to communicate i was trying to do some telekinesis what's it called telekinesis uh telepathy you were trying to tyra your way into his uh right. table <laughs> exactly with my and eyes smize. yeah i was smizing him So he definitely noticed, and probably the giggling as well. Yeah, because you were pretty loud about making sure that I saw him. When I had seen him the moment he sat down, but I wasn't about to say anything to you. Because the minute I tell you to look over at somebody, you're like, where? Where? And you just start, "Mm, I can't. Okay, first of all, I'm all about self-awareness. I'm all about appreciation and sharing (laughs) love and compliments. So if you get a compliment from me, know that it's real. That's true. Yeah, because I will tell somebody, I'll be like, you look good. Amen. And I always tell you, you're so sweet. And you're like, I'm just being honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) We're not going into secrets today. We're not (laughs) dropping secrets today. But we are going to talk. I've known Ellie forever. I met her in college she was the art major photographer like has a little bundle of trash in her room (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to go into secrets (laughs) no but she swore it was art she was like yeah I dropped a cereal box and I was just too emotionally overwhelming to pick it up right in the moment because we were broke back then um 
and I swear you had a vacuum. <clears throat> it wasn't about that. It was the fact that I had just spent money on this, and now it was all on the floor, and it was just too emotionally overwhelming for me. So you told me it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was colorful. <laughs> so I come in the room, guys. I'm gonna set the scene. You know, <clears throat> this is a young Ellie, a young baby Joyce. And I walk in the room, and right in the middle is this, like, you know, cereal slash trash escapade mountain collage, whatever you want to call it. So it was so obvious. I was like, I know they see it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what is going on here? And her roommate, I don't remember what she said, actually. But it was something sassy. I don't think she talked to you. No, she did. She said something? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, always. Well, to be fair, this was eighteen-year-old Ellie. Yeah, and I'm... it was—I just couldn't bear the sadness that I had just spent money on this, and now it was on the floor, and I just couldn't deal. Yeah, so she told us it was art, and it, it was only there for like a day. Okay, but it was there the day that I was there. Okay, <laughs> so that's what matters in this story. It was just too sad to bear. That's all. Yeah, she's very emotional. <laughs> Well, more emotional than me, I think. Thank you for that. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, you're a butterfly. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, we're just two silly gals. I'm now in my dirty 30s, and Grandma Ellie is right behind me. Mm. She loves to rub Mm. it in, but it's fine. Mm. I just got there first. It's fabulous. It's great. (laughs) I'm scared. Not my back. Not, <laughs> not, not me. my knees. Yeah, not me creaking and groaning. Just like, <laughs> so for all my girlies in their twenties, let me just get you prepared for thirties. I've only been thirty. I'm right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've only been thirty for a few minutes, but you know it's sexy. <clears throat> At least I want it to be sexy. That is my goal. I already told my son Beams, but I'll share it again. So, Ellie, this is my dirty 30s. This is me tapping into my... Don't even do that. <laughs> Don't do that. You're six months away from 31. That's all I'm saying. And I'm still in the precipice of 30. That's all anyway, not you interrupting me. Yeah, as you can see, this brings out... I just want out... to clarify that I am the 20s you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, she swears. You guys are going to start to see our interaction. Don't be alarmed. She's just... We're sassy with each other. It's very consensual. <laughs> it's all love. We're not being mean to each other. It's just our banter. I just want to clarify. Mm, sometimes you're being mean to me. Oh my god, not now. This is not therapy. (laughs) We do this once a month. (laughs) I know. That's another podcast. Get in line, honey. (laughs) No, but what was I saying? You were saying about your dirty 30s, which I'm very excited for you. Thank you. And I really want to step into my feminine energy, my bad bitch era. Love that. I kind of want to cuss a little, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I, mean, I just you wanna... grown. You grown. Right. You but, grown. like, I want it to be sexy and passionate. <laughs> not just cussing for fun. Right. Just, just like you. I think you. it has to be selective. Yeah. And selective. it has to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, eh, what's It's fun? more like a punctuation rather than, like, a, like an adjective. Right. We don't... 
Adjectives are overused a lot. Nouns, blah. Yeah. Not us. Not <laughs> Dissing everything it takes to. Like a semicolon. To, to, to write and talk. <laughs> well, actually, the way the kids are talking these days. That's it's, true. Uh, we're not going to alpha bash, right? Now, that truly makes me feel old. Like, mm. Gen Z. Not even. The alphas are after. Is that what they're called? Yeah. that's. That seems appropriate. What's going on here? Sorry, ox. <laughs> nah. Power. There you go. As you guys can hear, this is a hot mess, but we wanted to have fun. We wanted this to be shits and giggles, nothing serious. Um, but yeah, let's do my favorite part of this podcast. What's your favorite part? Where we talk about me. <laughs> totally. okay. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I was already. <laughs> you were ready. You're like, okay, let me tell you guys. But no, tell the sunbeams who haven't seen the sassier side of me. Because I think that's the biggest misconception that I'm always trying to break through. Is I always tell my sunbeams I'm not nice. I'm not sweet. <laughs> Stop laughing. You no, know? I'm laughing because you are. <laughs> okay read the script honey read the script um no i think what it is is i'm very guarded um due to my traumas and stuff so it's not as easy to get to me but once i love you mm-hmm. whew, that's a whole nother thing but you have to work and break down those barriers you should tell the yogurt story <laughs> the yogurt story with our other friend daisy or was it popcorn huh what I was eating when Daisy was crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she had to think. Well, <clears throat> in general, I think you've changed a lot mm. since you were 18, 19 year old, which that's very normal. You've grown a lot. You've evolved a lot. Yeah. And you are nice and everything, but I think what you probably just don't want them to think is that you you are perfect or that you know you don't want to have this persona that you know you, you then you then have to always live up to right 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 <clears throat> but yeah. yes your sassy side is very much your true essence i would say you're sagittarius after all mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i love it i love it it's fun and it makes everything much more fun although sometimes sometimes yes it can it can it can get a little a little too sassy yeah, and then I love the balance of having a Libra friend because it, like, brings back my humanity when I do really have these moments of being hurt and upset. We talked about healing and certain traumas that, you know, as much healing as I've done, I'm not there yet. So especially when it comes to relationships, um, we're not going to get into it, but there was this one relationship that they just brought the fire out of me. And I think one of my triggers is if you hurt me, if you've been allowed to even get close enough to hurt me, it means that I trusted you, I loved you, or cared about you in some form. And that's really hurtful. So my, I guess, coping or defense <laughs> mechanism is a better word, is to attack. Right. And I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> I am, you know. Cause but I think we all have, like, our own, like, you know our thing we do when we're hurt yeah. like for me it, it's usually the one where i run away mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like okay well i don't she's a runner she's I'm a, a yeah, literally <laughs> <laughs> um 
And then I remember you told me once a long time ago, you said that uh, you can't do that without at least first giving the other person the chance to rectify the situation. And the reason I wouldn't do that was because in my head, I would let go of these things again and again and again to the point where it was just too much and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I remember you told me once, like, that's not fair to the other person because you never told them. You never said it out loud and you never gave them a chance to rectify it. And I'm, I think that was one of the things that really made me start to behave differently in my friendships and relationships. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for forgiveness just because all of my friends have personally had an encounter with my bad side or my unhealed side. That's a better word. Ignore bad because that's a negative connotation. And I don't actually believe that we are either good or bad. I think we live within the human experience. We live within the ego and we make choices based on what we think is best. And sometimes that can be hurtful and selfish. But yeah, so for me, I'm always going to be a big advocate for if somebody hurts you, let's not just assume it's common sense. Let's not assume that they know right off the bat that they hurt you. Let's give them one chance. You know, tell them once like, hey, and communicate clearly what you said was really hurtful. And if they're the type of person who really wants to be in your life, I'm sure they'll be like, yeah, like, I'm so sorry. Like, let's work through it. Let's, you know, let's do better together. Or more like they need to do better, right? Yeah, but I also don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then I will, you know, get to that side of me when it is too much. Yeah, like you'll wait. You'll wait until it builds up. Yeah, but to be fair, I only had my first real, real, like, confrontation and, like, loud moment with somebody, like, literally a couple weeks ago. And how did that go? In my 29 years of life. I know. Uh, it went fine. (laughs) (laughs) No. I literally called you right after. You sure did. No, I texted you, right, first? I was like, um... What did I tell you? I already forgot. I don't know. You were so excited. <laughs> she was... Because you're always you're you're always an advocate for me standing up for myself yeah. or for me, you know, speaking my mind. And yeah. so I remember. I, it's just I I forget I forgot what I told you. But yeah. You're like, why are you fighting? I'm like, I was like, let me go get my shoes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I guess I'm fighting today. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Yeah, I, I, it was actually, I, 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 it was actually good for me, I think and it wasn't on an undeserving person. So, Ooh. well, <laughs> she said what she said, and she yeah. meant it. And for those of you that are into astrology, I'm a Libra. She's a Sagittarius. But what's funny that I didn't know till many years into our friendship is that my moon sign is a, is in Sagittarius, and hers is in Libra. So. She's also an Aries. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you got Aries somewhere in there. I had like one placement, I think. But I feel like here's the thing. I feel like I'm a very calm Sagittarius. <laughs> 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 She's a very erratic. Wow. <laughs> Libra. That's just so not accurate at all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Perception. But what about when it comes to boys? 
Exactly. Silence. <laughs> okay, well, now, as I said, dirty 30s. Let's keep that in mind. I'm into men. Let's cl- <laughs> <laughs> let's clarify that. Thank you. It's a new era. It's daddy era. You know, I, I work at a school, as you guys know. And some of these divorce daddies. <laughs> I can't. No, we'll leave it at that. But, um, yeah, I think we are a good balance for each other. I really have appreciated over the years how she's been a safe and, like, healing friend for me. Aww, you. uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, even though she's a little bit emotionally intense for me, at moments, I still appreciate that because it reminds us of our humanity. Because without you, I feel like I would be a different person. Really? Yeah, like definitely. How? Like, get out the way, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that bad, but you and Daisy really broke me because you guys met me at the worst time in my healed um, on healing journey. And the worst time is a place of ignorance. It's that place where you think you know best and you think you know everything. So they met me all ego. You guys cannot like imagine a sunbeam like me, but (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm so different now, but that's all the therapy. That's all the recording. That's all the acceptance, you know? Um, But yeah, when they met me, I was guarded. I was coming from my mama trauma I saw the way, I saw the world the way it was given through my mom. So I said whatever. I had no filter. Like, I made some of my good friends cry because I was, (laughs) and I was saying some really terrible stuff too. And I didn't even mean to. I don't think it was that bad. Well, remember that comment that you said I made about Daisy and our other friend? It was like, was it like a made comment? A maid comment. Yeah. No, I just remember that there were some friends that you kind of got along, like, different. Like, it was just a different vibe with them. And then whenever you would want to be like that with us, Daisy would just be like, hey, no, like, that's not acceptable. Yeah. But that's all. Like, you were just. But remember, literally, freshman year, I was fighting with all the girls in the dorm. Remember? I was never involved in that. <laughs> I'm not you saying I wasn't there. I wasn't. Yeah. Because I was fourth floor and I was in the second floor. It was fourth floor. <laughs> That's fourth floor girl drama. Yeah. No, yeah, no I was... Mm. No, you were first floor. No, I was second floor. And I was fourth floor. Mm, yes. See, it's all that elevation. It was getting... <laughs> it was getting We tough. were up on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. But let's just say I just had no filter... And I thought it was appropriate to talk to anybody, any type of way. And, you know, I didn't care. Because that's not how I was raised. Remember I told you about my upbringing? Yeah. Like, I wasn't raised in an environment of love. But I don't think you were that bad, to be fair. Well, that's very nice of you. Well, I wouldn't have been friends with you if you were truly that bad as you think you were. But I think you saw the good and you saw the potential. I think that's what it was, right? No, I genuinely liked you. 
Well, at least one of us liked her. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I was very wary of her. I'm going to tell you all the truth. Oh, my God. Let me tell you what happened, right? That's not even fair because I don't remember meeting you. <laughs> so how is that not fair that your memory... Because I don't remember meeting you. <laughs> that your memory is messed up. Because <laughs> I can't counteract the fact or non-facts because I can't remember. <laughs> well, then that's, that's personal. <laughs> okay, I won't do that to you, but um, I remember her and I remember her being shy, very shy. Yeah. You were laying on Daisy, like, well, not laying, um, you just kind of had your head rested on her. Shoulder. Yeah, on her yeah. shoulder. And I was like, hey. <laughs> well, also, the other thing is that as we've grown up, we've reversed roles. Like, I used to be quite shy and more introverted mm-hmm. and you were the social butterfly and always talking to everybody and having conversations with different new people and I was the type of person where yes I would talk to you if you talked to me first I would never come up to you and talk to you first just because I didn't feel outgoing enough I didn't feel comfortable enough but not because I didn't not because I didn't like people mm-hmm. and that's why I was probably you probably felt that because when I was younger I did get a lot where people thought I was aloof or arrogant yeah yeah guys once the anxiety and depression hit for me I definitely noticed myself becoming a more quieter um, version or more reserved version of myself now it's not as easy to socialize as I would have I think because I'm a little wary and suspicious um, without sounding like a cliche hurt soul, <laughs> I literally, I put so much trust in people over the years. And it was just that same hurt and disappointment over and over again. And because I never had a strong family connection, I always held friends to that high regard. So I loved them with everything and I gave them my all. So when it couldn't be reciprocated or they fell short, it would just hurt like grief. It would be so devastating. Like, how could they betray me? How could they do that? How could they just leave and, you know, get up? So for me, I don't like to make connections because I think I'm still subscribed to the idea that one day people will leave. And I know it's sad. I don't think you're 100% there, though. No, no. Because I see you. And when it's it's because you're just selective now. That's all. Because... I think it's part of just growing up for you was just like, I'm really tired of people and I only have energy for the right people, for good people. Yeah. So I, when there's somebody that you want to talk to, there's somebody that you like, you're definitely super friendly and talkative. I think you're just more selective. I don't think it's completely in that place where maybe you were once. Yeah, yeah, as I go on my healing journey. But I'm saying that's where it originated Oh, from. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to explain. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah and then I just went the opposite. <laughs> yeah, she's a social no, no. butterfly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it for her, but literally, we were in a restaurant. <laughs> and the waiter was like, you know... Would you like some ranch? I was being friendly. But why? Because. I just wanted to eat. <laughs> it's, we ended up having this whole conversation about, about the best tasting ranch. And then that led to something else. I forget what. And we ended up having a whole conversation with the waiter. 
And her and my other friend were they were just looking at me like, girl, why? I'm like, I was just being nice. And that is why, guys, every person who meets her falls in love with her. I don't think that's true. That is so true. They fall in love with you with either it's platonic. But I'm just being nice. (laughs) It's not my fault. (laughs) No, no, it's more than that. See, she won't own up to her charm and her beauty and the gifts that God gave you. You are magnetic. You are amazing. Just accept it. You're beautiful. You're a Disney princess. Like, Thanks. You're welcome. But, okay, I will tell. Okay, I did forget to tell you about this. This, I I kind of saw what you were talking about when I went to Utah. Mm. I didn't tell you. Okay, so the the friends that I stayed with, they're the family. Uh, so no, I stayed with the family of a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her tia, her aunt, I love her. She's so, oh, I literally love her. She's so great. I want to be like her when I'm older. She is just oh. so lovely. Yeah. And they have this really beautiful house, but the AC was not working. So on Monday, the day that I was leaving, they came to fix the AC. <clears throat> and I saw her. She was talking to this this, this guy that was there to work. And oh my god, she was just beaming. And I was like, ah. but she was just she was just taking interest in like his life and his son and this and that and talking to him mm-hmm. and just being so bubbly and bright. And I was like, oh my god, is this is 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 this what Shadonna uh is this what Joyce is talking about? These were all my other friends are talking about where it's like okay, wait, I think I see it. I think I see it now because she wasn't flirting, but it was definitely a vibe. And she said that her husband kind of felt a way about it, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we've all met those people who are just pure magic. You don't know what it is about them. You can't pinpoint it. And it's not anything, you know, shallow or superficial like beauty. Like, you know, it's just their energy. And it's just like, ooh, I want to be around That them. was the first time I saw it, like, in person. After I've been telling you this for I'm years. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see it in myself as clearly as I could on somebody else. And I was like, yeah. okay, I think I get it now. How I could be perceived as flirting, but it's not. Yeah, but isn't that the crux of everyone? We're not able to see ourselves the way other people do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with either it's good or bad. no because some people will say some like outlandish stuff to me like about like how like you know a negative criticism and i'll be like you're tripping me or or like those people you know Mm -hmm. you know those people that they're like i'm so empathetic i'm so kind i have a huge heart i'm like Mm, no you don't <laughs> red flag red flag <laughs> yeah whenever somebody's like i'm such an empath i'm like mm, i don't know about that because usually people that are empaths they don't have to say it like it just shows right so, right but yeah Welcome back. This is the second part with my dear friend Ellie and of course me. So we're just going to get now into some of the questions you guys ask. We're going to be a little bit more focused, talk about healing. But I really wanted to show you guys my friend. I open up and I share so many aspects of my life. But I think it's one thing to tell you. And sometimes I feel like I drone on and on versus showing you and you getting to be a part of this cozy moment. 
So yes, let's get right into it. Let's talk about healing. What do you think healing is? Ooh, I like this. I think it's, or at least to me, I think it's similar to success as in it's how you define it. It's mm-hmm. not your typical, your typical definition. And for me, at least the typical definition of success is freedom. So mm-hmm. I think that to me also healing I would define it as freedom. Freedom from your trauma, freedom from your ego, freedom from, you know, being controlled by your emotions, freedom from your past, like the past versions of yourself or your mistakes. I guess I describe it as freedom. Yeah. And I think part of me, to answer the question, what is healing, part of me doesn't even completely know. I think it's part of the journey and part of the self-discovering and the exploration. But I know what healing isn't. And this was such a powerful thing for me. Mm-hmm. Healing isn't fixing what's broken. It isn't about, you know, becoming the best version of yourself for other people. Right, because there's no perfect version of you. Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of us go into our healing journey with this idea, oh, I'm so messed up. I'm such a problem. I need to fix something. Or I'm so uncomfortable in my anxiety and depression. So therefore, I'm not normal. Therefore, I need to fix something. It's coming from this fixer mentality and therefore we are broken. And I don't think we're broken. Mm -mm. I think we're unique. And I think that trauma has come along our journey as maybe an obstacle or maybe redirection of our path but I have learned from looking at my younger self like the mini Joyce uh, back in the day I'm still the loud rambunctious ADHD child at heart um, even as I've grown up but I think healing for me is about having the tools to express myself better having the tools to accept me having the tools to love me as I am I don't think anything has actually changed. Um, I think what it is, is I've learned to be okay with who I am. I've learned to know that, okay, if I'm hurt, I don't need to lash out. I don't need to hurt somebody. Or another inappropriate response I would have is overcome by emotions. I think when you're dealing with anxiety and depression, you can have these spiked moments when you're in crises, at least that's what my therapist said, is when you're triggered, you're in crises. So therefore, you're not always thinking rationally. You're bound to make, you know, decisions based on emotions. And now what I've learned is, okay, I can't change the emotion. I'm still upset. I'm still triggered. I'm still sad, etc. whatever it is. It's still a high for me. My trigger has not necessarily become less in every instant but I now have the tools of how to deal with them properly so yeah I don't know that's the biggest change for me for me I remember something my therapist said because I used to always say my anxiety my anxiety this my anxiety that or um he he would tell me like why do you claim it as your own like anxiety is just an emotion um just like any other emotion anger sadness happiness 
is just an emotion on the human spectrum of emotions and we all feel it at all different times there's nothing particularly wrong with you it's just you're human and one of the many emotions that we experience as humans is anxiety and i remember um just thinking about it and i'm like yeah that's true like there's a lot of people that experience anxiety but they don't uh name it as such because they don't know that that's what it is they just kind of they're like oh there's it's this feeling and this and that but they don't actually know because everybody struggles with anxiety depression at some point everybody feels sad happy and everybody has their own version of trauma and their own version of childhood wounds they might be different but we all have different wounds so we're not necessarily alone it's just or like you said we're not broken and it's not just an us problem it's just we're humans and that's it right and i think it's important to remember just to go off of that that you know it's not fair I do want to say that sometimes we've been through horrible things. People have tainted our experience. They've hurt us. And it's not fair that we have to carry the heaviness or the baggage of picking up the pieces of what somebody else did. So how dare we take on the title of we're broken, um, that we'll never be the same, that we're hurt, etc. I won't allow that, especially when... All I did was exist. All I did is the most beautiful blessing, you know, that could be given to me was existing. So for me to like be hard on myself and to, you know, take on that narrative or that story that, oh, I'm broken. I I refuse to. I can't do that. You know, I'm healing. I'm working through all these experiences. I'm learning how I feel. That's okay. So another question I get asked a lot is how do we stay positive in hard times? Hmm. Do you want to go first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to ask me twice. <laughs> oh, for me, I don't stay positive during Ooh, hard times. Okay. That is my thing and I claim it and I tell everybody I never try to change how I feel. If I got hit by a car, am I not supposed to be in pain? (laughs) (laughs) Am I not supposed to hurt? Am I not supposed to get my neck brace? (laughs) And be like, (laughs) 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 like, oh, my neck. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But you guys get the gist. For me, if I'm upset, I'm going to be upset. If I'm sad, I'm going to be sad. I don't like to categorize um, positive and negative emotions, although I know we do. I personally don't because they're all just emotions. They're like colors. Some have richer hues. Some are lighter. Some are airy. um, But they all serve a purpose in a beautiful mural. So to me, that's what emotions are like. They're like colors. And we all should use them all, you know. Um, But yeah, I... When I'm going through a hard time and I'm experiencing air quotes, bunny ears, negative emotions, I just allow them to be. I've really created a safe space for my feelings. And I'm so happy I got that tool from therapy. And that's what I learned um, because it's been so helpful. If I'm going to have depression or anxiety, the least I can do is not judge me for having it. 
So what I'll do on those days is have a little support, have a little girl time, whatever I want. I'm really selfish. One thing about me, (laughs) one thing about me is you don't have to tell me twice to take a day off. I know we all have. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Exactly. I got a headache. I don't got to go to work. (laughs) And I know some people are like, oh, you're speaking from privilege. And yes, I do have certain privileges and blessings where I'm at. And I do acknowledge that. However, even if I need money, even if life is really bad and we always tell ourselves, well, I can't afford a day off. Well, I can't afford to do this. I can't afford to do that. I ask myself, can I afford to live? And guys, we're in a parking lot. So sorry for all the background noise. (laughs) But yeah, this is what we're talking about. What about you? I'm the opposite. (laughs) Because I'm the type of person that is, um, you know, typical glass half full type of perspective. And for me, it's actually not helpful to wallow in negative feelings or, you know, quote unquote negative feelings because I know myself and I tend to throw myself a pity party just like naturally. That's like my go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I love melancholy. I love uh, there's something about me that I think it also inspires a lot of art, poetry work. Mm-hmm. So there's its time and its place and it's not like you shouldn't feel your feelings. But I feel much more grounded and present when um, I focus on the positive. There, because there's always something to be thankful for. There's always something, even if it's literally just you know your. It could be anything. It could be the fact that you're breathing without any support. The fact that you know you woke up. The fact that you have friends. The fact that. And, you know, you cannot have one of these things, but you're always going to have something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I am I'm grounded in gratitude. And there's always... And whenever something doesn't go my way, I don't see it as it not going my way. I see it as a redirection. So, if I got a flat tire on the freeway... I'm like, okay, well, this is not great. (laughs) You know, nobody loves that. But I'm not going to get mad and I'm not going to focus on how, like, crappy this is. I'm just going to be thankful that it wasn't, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't, you know, something that is not fixable. And I'm going to see it as like, well, you know, maybe this, you know, I don't know. There's also like a romantic side to me. Or at least now that I'm not single, I guess it's not as like present but i remember i used to always be like oh i wonder if the guy that comes to tow my truck my car will be the man of my dreams you know or something you know so you make it into the possibility right but i don't make it like that i mean brain just naturally works like that (laughs) where i'm like oh well now because i wasn't going to my original destination you know i'll end up discovering a new coffee shop or a new something you know like my brain just works like that like i'm just a naturally half glass half full type of person so um i love that <laughs> my brain is like tear my last to pieces. <laughs> this is my last <laughs> which is just like the different dispositions that we have <laughs> uh yeah because like i think we were talking about the other day right? i don't understand some people when they are just like 
some one thing goes wrong and it just ruins your whole day right. i'm constantly working to regain that if i'm if you know like i don't want one little thing to ruin my day i don't want one or even one big thing i've gone through a lot of bad things too and even within that even though it's terrible and it's heartbreaking and it's horrible and it's painful there's just i find myself more rooted and grounded in gratitude and that's just the way i get through the bad days yeah and i'm more likely to be like today's not my day uh-uh. time to go to bed and i guess that's a way of self-regulating as well again for me it's not about changing the feelings it's about going with it and you know kind of like nurturing it's very babyish for me because if a toddler was having a tantrum because sometimes they do and you don't know what it is and sometimes it's for no reason they're just emotional beautiful little beams and I don't sit there and be like there's no reason you should be crying you literally have everything no that's how I treat myself and I'm just like okay well we're just gonna be here while you cry you know yeah I would I would also just a caveat there are some things that are much more difficult than your normal day-to-day things you Mm -hmm. know and when I've gone through those things I do just tend to pamper myself and I and if I have a lot going on uh something has to give like something I can't I I I remember that I'm human I remember that I'm just me and that you know, I'm not superwoman, <laughs> you know, and that while I am strong and capable of a lot of things, something has to give and it has to be in order for me to take care of myself. And how should, uh, you know, a lot of friends say that you do have to sometimes be a little bit selfish with your time and your energy. Um, and yeah, like be kind to yourself. Yeah. My therapist is always telling me I overthink a lot and she always tells me that it's okay. It's normal. Right. Like everything you're thinking and feeling experiencing and going through, it's normal and it's gonna be okay. Right. It's very actually powerful to have that and having friends to remind you of who you are. I definitely suggest that. That was so helpful to me because anxiety and depression is like a filter. It really Mm -hmm. does change so much of your perspective and who you are. Um, It's not just a feeling. And for someone who's struggled with both, I can tell you when I'm really depressed, I'm not me. I don't know who that person is, but it's not me. It's a hollow, empty version of myself. So in these moments, (laughs) my friends and any type of light around me is so helpful because you might not remember mm-hmm. how strong and incredible you are. You yeah. might literally forget. And just to have a friend like Ellie just be like, well, you know, you're pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, things like that is so powerful. So, yeah, a little tip, throwing it in there. Yeah, practical tips, I would probably say, obviously, your perspective is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I guess it's kind of up to each person on yeah. their kind of, you know. You know, there's, like, differences between you and me. So, I think perspective is kind of... It varies from person to person. But practical tips that I think would apply to anybody, no matter what. I would say... I mean, do you think food would be one that applies to everybody? Mm. Because, like, a good meal... 
Oh, yeah. Or, like, a good pastry can really turn, like, at least give me a little bit of, you know, a little bit of happiness. Yeah. You know, for a moment. (laughs) I love a good puppy. Nature. A good baby. There's so many. Oh, mm, mm, babies. (laughs) I don't know about babies. but (laughs) (laughs) You said maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But nature, there's a lot of studies have proven that even if just spending five, ten minutes in nature can do so much for your mental health. Um, as much as we hate it, exercise. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I will exercise to go get the food. <laughs> My favorite thing is going on a hike and then going out to eat. <laughs> like getting a burger after. But also, um, for me, you know me. I, I'm a big preacher of yoga. I love yoga. It did wonders for me. Even though it's been months and I'm going to get back to it. Girl. Yeah, so I would say nature for sure. If you if there's something that you love, that's like a meal, a pastry, a drink, something that you love, that usually brings me a lot of momentary happiness. Now, let's end this. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, let's end this with something fun. Let's talk about our favorite recent memory because we've had almost a lifetime so far of wonderful, amazing funny memories but um yeah share some (laughs) (laughs) i i need a i need a direction a topic or a place okay well i definitely got my story ready oh god okay so what happened was (laughs) i was starts that way you already know there's a lot of (laughs) non-facts anyway let me let me have my moment not you being kanye let me have my moment don't take (laughs) (laughs) okay so literally guys literally literally yeah um i was sharing my fantasy with her i i'm a very creative obviously (laughs) aka author here very creative very fun person when it comes to imagination and i have like this bucket list of things that i'd like to do that i know will never happen but let's feed into this delusion for a minute it could happen yeah but it's not likely not the cars (laughs) we'll wait not the loudest car ever (laughs) i know for that big old car it did not need to be that loud why does it sound old and it doesn't look old it sounds like a clunker really yeah you don't get that i don't know about cars it's a Chevy Tahoe, by the way. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll let him go by. Goodbye. Adios. Okay, so yes, we were driving. It was night. It was a clear, Christine vibey night. I think I had a Reef song in the background. Reefs is a song. Um, I think it was Stories that was playing. But anyway, I was setting the ambiance, okay? It was such a vibe. Oh, my God. I just remembered <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> it was horrible. No. It was so much love. Oh, so God. the creative juices were going. We're driving. The lighting. The we had little... just come from the beach. Yes, we'd come from the beach. The little town vibes. Oh. Like, anything can happen. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, there's this one strip of street that just contains motels right and i don't know what it is y'all but something risque 
something frisky. Okay. okay, anyway, it's magical, right? I don't know what it is with me in motels, but I have this fantasy that I'll meet a hot guy at a motel and he'll be <laughs> Mr. Mysterious, right? Six feet tall and above, right? Tall, dark, and handsome. And we're just having like this dalliance of a romance in a motel. So I'm like driving and I'm telling her, but she can't see the vision. She can't see the vision. She's not getting it. And it's the flickering lights. It's the motel neon sign. It's a little buzz from the fly trap. <laughs> it's a little, you know, nicotine in the sky vibes. So I would like literally swerve. Not the nicotine. Shh. Smoking is bad. That's besides the point. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little puff puff. <laughs> Not too much. So, yeah. So, anyway, I, like, turn in. Because she's not getting the picture. I'm describing this so wonderfully, guys. And she's just like, ugh. A motel? Really? A motel? First of all, you took me to several. Okay? It was just one. No, no. I didn't even get to that part yet. I drove. I made a U-turn, like, fast and furious, guys. Because I wanted her to see what I was talking about. But my point was that. Not a single one convinced me that this was a like a worthy erotic fantasy. <laughs> okay, but you're not seeing it. Right. You don't get it. You really tried, and even if you really trying, it just kept getting worse and worse to the point where I was getting anxiety. No, but she's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay, fast forward. I gave Mamacita a ride home. <laughs> In the hood. <laughs> and all I hear is pow, pow, pow. <laughs> as soon as you drop me off, too. Yeah, yeah they were shooting. There, Obviously, there's some gang situations going on. Um, and they're shooting in her area. And I was like, not this girl being afraid of a little motel scenery drive <laughs> when she's living in the hood. You know, when she's living in the middle of a crime scene. And then it got crazier because I, <laughs> I drove out and I literally see, I literally am a witness. I won't say to what in case they're listening. But let's just say I saw things that I shouldn't see. And I told her, I said, I'm never coming to drop you off again. I'm sorry. This is, I'm not built for this. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. And I remember <laughs> calling you because I was worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was worried about and me And you were too. like, girl, I saw this and this and this. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was scared. So I was like, that not was hilarious. I was like, not you being afraid of a little motel. <laughs> you took me. I was fine with number one, number two, okay, but you took me to at least four or five. So you should have said, "Oh, I see what you're saying." No, it just kept getting worse and worse. My point is, out of all, this is a fantasy land. Out of all the places, mm. it could be. I'm thinking, I would. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe like a cabin in the mountain. Or so like, the bears can eat you? Or an oasis in the desert. So a snake can bite you. <laughs> and you can be dry and hot and dehydrated. <laughs> or like, I don't know, uh, an island, a tropical, luscious island. So many places. A motel, Shadana? 
you guys didn't see it. You just had to be there. It's an aesthetic. You have to be there. Where else are you going to meet bad boys? It was the fact that you took me on a motel tour. That, that's <laughs> what did it for me. It's actually not so much about your fantasy. It's the fact that you're trying to make me a part of it. And you took me on a whole motel tour. Anyway, as you can say, we're, we're just two crazy cuckoos. Just, you know, being friends. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your story? little lady oh i don't know let me think i don't <laughs> i you know i have a bad memory what about the little mermaid don't bring one? this up with them <laughs> <laughs> you should do the little mermaid story that was funny the little mermaid story when i thought i was a little mermaid what are you talking <laughs> about oh <laughs> that was hilarious Dead. See, I feel like my imagination keeps getting me in trouble. Okay, so what happened? Was, what happened was? What happened was, um, we went to the beach. Well, we had been, we spent the whole day together. We were, I forgot what we were doing. We we always hang out, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, let's go to the beach just for sunset. You know, really quickly, let's go see the ocean, see the sunset. And we were walking, and so where I live, the ocean, there's parts of the oceans where they're, like, small dunes, and you have to walk. Sand dunes. Yeah, they're small sand dunes, but small. Emphasis on small. (laughs) (laughs) This is already getting shady. (laughs) And you have to walk, literally less than five minutes on them to get to the actual ocean. So they're kind of go up a little, obviously. And so we got to the top. And then from there, you kind of just take, you know, whatever little path you can down to the rest of the beach. And <laughs> she was having her little Lion King moment. No, it was a little at the mermaid. top of it, or a little mermaid moment at the top of it. And we were chit chatting. And then I got a phone call. And then the person I was on the phone with wanted to say hi to her. And so I was like, oh yeah, say hi to Joyce. Blah 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 blah. And as soon as she was gonna say hi. <laughs> Tell me why she just started like it was like a scene from a movie. She just started going down like <laughs> it was timber down, and I tried to help. I tried to help so bad, and it, it just was not possible. And it was a slow motion and fast all at the same time. And basically, what happened was that the sand underneath gave gave in and or went under. How do how do you say it? It caved in. Yeah, it caved in, mm-hmm. and she went all the way down. Thankfully, it wasn't super, again, they're smaller dunes, so it wasn't that bad as it could have been, and everybody was fine, but <laughs> I have pictures. <laughs> she does. And it was hilarious, and um, yeah, we literally were like, let's just go see the sunset for five minutes, and in those five minutes. But we forgot we some parts. You fall. forgot. Well, what did I forget? Okay, first of all, let me explain, oh. guys. <laughs> I thought I was the little mermaid, you know, when she was on the rock. Which part of the movie was that? Where the she's like she's on the rock and the the the, the ocean yeah hits her. Hits but her. what song was she singing? Oh, I have no idea. <sighs> I've only watched The Little Mermaid probably once when I was very very little. Okay, don't admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's yes, it was fault. that moment. So I was having my Little Mermaid vibes. Uh, I was singing. 
Not, I'm not, <laughs> not that part, girl. <laughs> yeah, I think she was past that. I think she was just looking at the land and just like. No, it was like a whole moment. I mean, I'll, I'm going off of the new version. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm trying to remember the song. I don't remember it, but I remember it was like a significant moment. Yeah. It was like supposed to be like a very powerful moment. Yeah. So I was having my moment. That's the point. And next thing I know, just the like sand, and then you hear her screaming. My friend Ellie is just screaming, just like, ah! and I'm just falling the whole time. And there's um a couple taking pictures. I think it was like maybe engagement photos or. Oh my god! I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, not us ruining a whole fucking moment. That was funny. That was it so... was so loud. I no, you screamed because I screamed. No. Yeah, yeah. It, we were being so loud, and it was like a whole moment. And I remember, I remember distinctly the couple looking at us. Like, like what? What's going on? Like literally, you fell two feet. Like what are you being? <laughs> what are you being so dramatic for? It was dramatic in the moment. I Especially know. Especially from my perspective, you were right next to me, and then you weren't. <laughs> and then she tried to grab me. This is where the Lion King reference came in. It was like Mufasa and not Simba. I've only ever watched it. Once. Anyway, it was between, <laughs> we are doing a terrible job of representing Disney. Anyway, we'll talk about We're it. Not sponsored. I know. Come on, sponsor okay. us. Sponsor us, per. Um, but yes, we've just the point is we've just had these amazing memories, and I'm excited to continue to grow younger every day with you. thank you for joining my podcast thank you for coming on my friend is a super amazing artist like literally everything she touches turns to gold she's a photographer a painter a drawer like she's the real deal and she's a singer oh thank you yeah you are so with that being said i'm gonna let you close it off me yeah (laughs) with a song (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) no you should sing um i can do the reading (laughs) are you gonna read Mm. no you should do do one of my poems yeah but can you sing a little something no i did earlier i was like Uh. (laughs) (laughs) now you're pretending like she she's i don't know why she's being shy you sing so good. You should sing Baby What? That song. Electric that? Electric Love. That's the one that you sing. I know, but you sing and then I'll sing with you. <laughs> oh, you're going to sing with me? Yeah. No, we were singing uh, to the singing? left earlier. And then I went to the right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't singing. work. That's not a to cute left, song. To left, to left. No, I absolutely refuse to sing in public. What about Adele? We're not in public. We're in my car. Mm-hmm. In a parking lot. Mm-hmm. What about Never Adele. mind how Not you cutting me off. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Healing with Joyce the Sunbeam. Don't forget to support other things I'm doing. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Joyce the Sunbeam. And thank you for the love. Thank you for letting me have this fun and silly podcast. I hope you liked it. Leave some love in the comments. Ciao, ciao.